Hi everyone, welcome back to Behind the Timeline, the podcast where we examine pop culture in films, television, and books across the ages. As always, we are your hosts, Lindsay and Scott. If you're interested in finding out what we've already covered or what we've got coming up in the future weeks, be sure to leave us a follow on Instagram at Go Behind the Timeline. Check us out on Twitter at Behind Timeline and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Additionally, links to our Patreon and our official website can be found in the episode descriptions if you would like to support the podcast. And now, on with the show. We don't have to ask questions about this. I do also want to point out, this is the first I want song that actually says I want. I want to be where the people are. Fuck you, dude. Damn it. False. (laughs) Wrong. Fuck. Nope. Not today, Scott. Bro, she just nope. shit right out. She was it like, is. she had that loaded in the barrel. Like she I'm was like, ready to don't go. Don't disparage the little mermaid. <laughs> <laughs> don't oh, know how cold be more open, clear. dude. Cold open. <laughs> God damn it. False. I, um, no, but right, it well, is. I got nothing. Um, you two, take it away. This is your episode yeah, for Scott, the rest of the night. Go home. <laughs> <laughs> um, Walk out, Scott. All right, let's do this. I was like, I haven't said that so long. I did actually just have a. I did. <laughs> Holy shit. Let's start this over. Hi, guys. Welcome to, uh, honestly, arguably the best movie of the Renaissance. I'm just going to say it right now. I'm, I'm going to call it like I see it. Um, Beauty and the Beast. And I am thrilled to have not only the lovely Lindsay, as always, but uh, my sister somehow found the link to this and joined us. <laughs> um but no i'm i'm really excited because i really wanted my sister to be on the alice in wonderland episode because i know how much she loves alice in wonderland um and then i really wanted her on the rescuers and like five and stuff but like her schedule didn't work out uh but it today now it does here we are hi amanda thank you for being here thanks for having me oh my god dude seriously you're so welcome um one of the if you guys are not uh subscribed to the patreon first of all you're fucking up you're just you're stupid idiots um and other nice things to encourage you to find and other super nice things yeah you guys are the salt (laughs) of the earth um no, no, it's no. Uh, my sister. The Patreon, though, yeah. Go yes, ahead please do. It's thing. my my sister made her behind the timeline debut on our game show, uh, rewind the timeline, where she was a contestant who unfortunately got her ass kicked by surprise to everyone. My aunt, yeah, who kind of just slayed <laughs> Wait, I it. There right? were no winners. I thought we didn't have any. You're winners. all winners. Okay, well, first we didn't of all, count the points. We chimed in at the same time pretty much every single time, but it's no true. one picked me. Story That's, of my life. So, dude, oh my it's god, it's true, Amanda. Okay. I'm going to arbitrate that and say we can see it when everyone. I'm literally monitoring it right now. Like it's there, we can see it. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> it was, it was, ob- it was uh, objective. 
anyway, <laughs> do, do check out the Patreon where we're doing Rewind the Timeline and super fun quiz show. And if you want to come on that, um, let us know. At Patreon patrons are welcome. Hop on with us and we'll do a little quiz show orchestrated by Scott. Um, true. America's sweetheart. But we're stoked to have Amanda on a proper episode here. And and what I'm sure is to be a very long like weekend of editing <laughs> for Scott to get this out. Oh, it will be. I'm I'm fully anticipating that I won't be getting up from this chair. And it's my birthday weekend, so I fully anticipate just not getting up from this chair. Either way. While I go on vacation. <laughs> I know. While you go on a fucking vacation. Whatever. <laughs> Any hoodles. Here we are at Disney's, again, arguably greatest renaissance film, Beauty and the Beast. Written by Linda Wolverton. Uh, Brenda Chapman and Chris Sanders. This film was directed by Gary Truesdale and Kirk Wise. I'm going to let Lindsay finish this up because it does involve the music and I know how much she loves Alan Menken and Howard Ashman. Yeah. Hell yeah. Um, Alan Menken did the music for this. He's the yeah, best. He mm-hmm. um, and Howard Ashman, who whose name I didn't write down. <laughs> uh, well, we'll talk about it. Yeah. But starring Paige O'Hara as Belle, Robbie Benson as the Beast, and Angela Lansbury as Mrs. Potts, who does so well. Yeah, um, she does. God, I love Angela Lansbury. She's so good. <laughs> so finding herself in something of a, as something of a small town outcast, Belle seeks life not unlike those of the heroes within her wonderful storybooks. However, when her inventor father goes missing, Belle rushes to find him, only to discover he's been imprisoned within the enchanted castle, whose terrifying master cares nothing for the outside world or its people. Offering to remain for all time in her father's stead, Belle may just yet find there's more to this castle and its bestial prince than first thought. I'm so great. <laughs> it's the truth. This is the <laughs> so you can get this on on Disney Plus, obviously. Um, yeah, and to be fair, guys, I before we even get like deeper into this, this is the only this is the first movie we've covered that has not including Cinderella because there's like four thousand live action versions of Cinderella, mm-hmm. um, or like weird spinoffs like Maleficent. This is the first technically live action remade film uh, that Disney has produced. 2017 had the live action one with Emma Watson. And I don't know who the prince's name is, but Luke Evans plays Gaston. Any hoodles down in Whoville. He does. (laughs) Yeah, this was the first the first live action remake. And it is. In the vein of the Little Mermaid, another one that's based on a fairy tale, but not a Grimm's tale. Mm-hmm. Um, so the Beauty and the Beast, um, it's a seventeen forty story um, written by a French guy uh, whose full name I sh- I'm sure that I cannot pronounce. Um, I'm sure we'll destroy it if we try. Uh, oh, and we're I'm back in France. My- yeah, we are back in France. I should try though. Uh, G- Gabriel Suzanne Barbeau de Villeneuve. Um, so I, I did my best. Uh, mm-hmm. I took Spanish. Nice cool. <laughs> I mean, it's basically the same, right? I think Amanda and I were forced to take Spanish in high school. No, I took uh, French. Did you Spanish really? Oh, well, I took Japanese. I know, Amanda. Where the fuck have you been? <laughs> While she's like talking about, <laughs> she's like, I'm going to ruin this. My sister's over here, like, we. Oui. I don't yeah, remember we... anything though. Bonjour. <laughs> that's about, that's it. about yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's all we that's all Covered you really it. need. But but yeah, um 
another fairy tale still in the Disney Renaissance. It's good things. Yeah. It is good things. You know what's really good things? Let's get into the timeline and talk about great things. Mm-hmm. Um, it's 1991. We were just here with uh, American Tale: Five Goes West, which to everyone's childhood. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, it's, it's such a lie. <laughs> Deeply so sorry for the reality that is the quality of Travel <laughs> Goes West. How, so we covered the sort of bigger hits of 19, like the more important hits yeah. of 1991 in that episode. Uh, so if you're wondering where the fall of apartheid is when we read this, if you go back and listen to the last one, uh, if you're just chiming in for Beauty and the Beast. But also in 1991, the Dollar Tree was founded. Nirvana's Nevermind was released. Oh, and yeah. People Magazine's Sexiest Man Alive was Patrick Swayze. Welcome Let's to the go. 90s. I know. Welcome to the 90s, you guys. Um I'm going to let my sister read uh, the sequels portion of this in the, in the parks because this is how I remember a lot of this movie is basically experiencing it as my sister like went through this stuff when I was a kid. But for the Oscar winners and nods, uh, this beautiful movie actually got nominated for Best Picture in 1992. And again, I need to remind you guys that no film, no Disney film would be nominated for Best Picture again until 2010. No animated film. Or no animated film. Full I'm sorry, stop. you're correct. Full like, stop, no animated film. Not before this and not after until the 2010 Oscars for Up, which came out in 09. And yep. that concludes this list. Those are the only yeah. two animated films ever to be nominated for Best Picture. Up arguably has a more impressive nomination here because at that time, Best Animated Feature is an award that exists. Yeah, it kind of snuck its way out of the category. Well, I mean, it was so it doubled good up, I guess. that it was, yeah, yeah it, I I will have to look at it to remember whether it was able to be nominated for both. I'm not, I don't know, but um, all the more impressive that Up's able to do it when Best Animated Picture is a thing, but in 1991, oh, yeah. when it isn't, uh, Beauty and the Beast was so good that they were like, fuck it, like, we don't have an award yeah. for it, this just was the best movie. Um, God damn, it did, you know, yeah, Inside Out it did robbed, win, I just um, want to say, that should have been, I agree. I did that to get the nomination and it didn't i but agree anyway. actually i was kind of blown away by that any hoodles thank you for coming to my um, talk. no yeah <laughs> thank you for all of you who voted with me um <laughs> it won best original song for beauty and the beast uh which was actually and again i talked about this a little bit in uh land before time but we're in the era where the main song of the film is going to start being sung by famous pop stars or like famous singers and stuff in this, Celine Dion sang Beauty and the Beast. So I remember that being on the radio. In I do too. Good. Yeah. All the time. I actually prefer her version, if I'm just being honest with you guys. Well, a lot of those after versions are the better ones, right? I design. It's it was also nominated well, so it did win for that, but it was also nominated for the song about Belle, which I guess we just call that song Belle. So okay, so it it won best. Um, sorry, let me back this up. It won best Let's original. <laughs> yeah, it won best original song for for Beauty and the Beast, right? It won best original score, 
saw at the Oscars. It was nominated for Best Sound, nominated for Best Picture. Um, and the uh, it had two, two other songs nominated, right? That's the complicated thing. It won for Beauty and the Beast, but Belle and Be Our Guest are nominated. Yeah, Top Grossing, we kind of already covered it. Terminator 2, Judgment Day, which is honestly one of my favorite movies and one of the greatest sequels that's up there with Empire, uh, was the top grosser, but this, <laughs> unlike Five Goes West, was in the top 15. Uh, it actually came in 13th for the year at $67.7 million, and I'm actually with Lindsay on this one. I'm very shocked that this did not make more money than it it did. Like, that's all crazy the awards to me. that I just stumbled I know. over. I can't even get them straight because there were too many nominations and they yeah made, like not that much money. Yeah, I, I'm also like I'm blown away that there's no warning in this. This this is again another prime Disney movie where violence should have been a warning. I love that you want that so much and it's like not. I just don't get why it's not, dude. He stabs him in the fucking ribs. Americans don't care about violence. I know nobody we gives only a shit in nineties. Sex and pronouns and and and, and that's smoking the, those are the things that are offensive to people. That's very in true. America, apparently, uh, I'm gonna let Amanda read this part because I don't remember how true this actually is. Um, Panda, do me a favor and read the in the parks portion of this for me okay so um kind of nothing kind of everything there are a billion restaurants live shows walkthroughs and character meets all over the parks but no ride that's true there's no ride um there is no character meet for that i well there is bell but i've never seen any other characters i've seen beast in the he's in the parades right Oh yeah, no, there is a there is a meetup with Gaston, and I remember because there was a video like six months ago of some girl that tried to like put her hands True. all over him, and he was yes. like, "Get the fuck out of here." How is that your cultural touch base for me, Gaston? Dude, I know. I'm like, I had his signature in the book. <laughs> <laughs> Those are actually the two I've only ever seen. I forgot about Gaston, but I've never seen. Um, any other characters other than those two? It may only and, be those two. Yeah. Which in it's itself probably really is hard weird. to wear that beast costume like all day. That would whatever. All the costumes dude. are hard to wear all yeah. day. It's fucking Florida, dude. The fact that anyone does that and lives is absolutely shocking. I don't know if he's in the parades. I haven't honestly paid enough attention, so it could be that he's in the parades like the um on the floats or something because i know that there's the float with like all the princesses with their men so it's i wonder possible. if that's where he is you know what i bet they do is they just do him in his human form that's what i was thinking yeah maybe yeah, yeah that would make sense in her in the dress um man hit me with the sequels because this is like my favorite part about these movies okay my absolute favorite and i watch this all the time still whether it's christmas or not is Beauty and the Beast, The Enchanted Christmas, because it's also hysterical. It is. It's true. I watched it today. I love that movie. From 1997. (laughs) And then Beauty and the Beast, Belle's Magical World, came out in 1997, which I've never seen, actually. I don't even know what that is, yeah. And then the lost sequel, Belle's Tales of Friendship, came out in 1999, and I kind of feel like that's similar to the little mermaid show oh is it really because i was just about that to say, is on disney plus 
Anyway, right. let's jump into the actual movie. Take now. us into the movie. Yikes. I'm gonna take us into the movie. Yeah. And just like the dining room, I proudly present to you what caps can really do. Oh my god. Dude. This movie from start to finish is a fucking masterpiece. Mm-hmm. This movie is beautiful. And by the way, I told you that the start of this movie opens with a castle in midday when it shows um when it shows the actual title. And it looks like multi-pane, mm-hmm. but it so isn't. That's totally not multi-pane. They don't use multi-pane anymore by this point. No, they don't. This is all caps. And yeah. I think we're actually, both of our memories were wrong about that scene because I remembered it as being like in the style of the stained glass almost. Oh, I know. Like the whole story is told from the stained glass. Yeah, like the whole the whole opening story, the whole little like cold open. Um, we were both kind of wrong about it, but it looked great, is what I can say. Like whatever we thought, like it looked really good. We were very much right to wait for this movie to like fully evaluate caps. Um, yeah, because I really do think we're right that Rescuers Down Under was doing too much of an homage to the original Rescuers to be able to really see it, and yeah. and also we're no longer trying to like look like a real eagle or something you know oh like, i know no, none of these nothing here looks real like it's animal wise it's not. It's the wolves are the most demonic dead. wolves i've ever seen in my life the horse is actually the most anatomically correct fucking animal in this entire the fucking <laughs> footrest is more of a real animal than like <laughs> anything else Dude. oh, my oh God. man i have so many issues with like the never mind anyway this movie looks phenomenal and amanda given that xana is obsessed with ariel right now has she ever said like have you ever watched this with her and she says she wants bell's dress because that's the part that i remember that and the chandelier are the two parts i remember most about this movie visually so she's never said she wants the dress but to be fair, she's never been into dress up or princess dresses up until probably three or four weeks ago. And now all she wants to wear are princess dresses. I so her. it's her time. I know. We'll get her a, a princess Leia dress. I'll make it happen. <laughs> well, she um, has a Mandalorian one now. Oh, she does. Dude, I got to send you a picture of this, Lindsay. She has a fucking dope ass Mandalorian dress. It was the coolest thing I've ever seen. All right, that's awesome. Do send that. It to is me. awesome. I know. Um, here's another thing that I thought was really interesting: was the way that they animate human beings. I don't know if it's so much like the advancements of caps, or if they were just like, "Oh my god, we finally get to animate like real people again." Because before this, it's just been animals all over the place, anthropomorphic For animals, like fucking Robin Hood and uh, Bernard and Bianca. And or like if they did animate humans, they were creepy and weird, like Miss Medusa or Madame yeah. Medusa from the yeah, wrestlers like and stuff, right? Really off looking. Yeah, like super creepy and shit. Yeah. So now it's like it's true. Yeah. Now there's like this regular is- looking people. Gaston is a fucking tank. We had some regular looking dudes in Mermaid, but 
balance. Yeah, that's true. Mermaids, right? But we did have people, and you can see how much better Caps is with how much better it looks than Mermaid. Even though there are scenes in The Little Mermaid that are the most beautiful thing ever. I love Little Mermaid, etc. Yes. But you know, not to disparage The Little Mermaid, just to be clear. <laughs> <laughs> I go, I'm like throwing out a Hail Mary like I don't mean to yeah. talk shit but it does look a lot better in some ways it's much more vibrant and it pops more and like there's Belle has more character in the way that she's drawn than Ariel does and I'm like oh I'm sorry feel like yeah I'm, it's true I feel like I'm gonna be like smote by God for saying such things <laughs> from here on out like every every princess that we get is gonna have that one scene where they have their like visual moment to shine Little Mermaid it was her coming up on the rock or her coming out of the water at the end when uh Triton gives her the dress and in this it's her it's their entrance into the ballroom and the oh, yeah. animation of her dress is is fucking it's incredible so good it just looks great in every yeah. I, yep. yeah. i'll tell you the other thing that's fucking great about this movie there is not a bad song in this entire movie Narié les poissons right like, yes very true so, so much french for me today i know <laughs> damn amanda's like i took french and i don't even know what the fuck you guys are talking about right now like um let me just say though like the the way this movie opens is with the song Bell, right? Which is the Bonjour song. Right. And I think I've been trying to think of a better example of like good exposition and character setup. Oh, yeah. Like song. how you explain somebody. But like there isn't. Like this is the fucking pinnacle. Like we learned through this song exactly who Bell is, exactly who Gaston is, who to an extent kind of her dad is. Like we get the feeling. Like we know that he's there. Yeah. We get exactly what everybody wants really clearly, and we set up like character conflict, and it's all it tells done the story without it's, telling it. Well, yeah, it tells you the whole fucking like, we don't have to ask questions about this. I do also want to point out this is the first I want song that actually says I want. Fun I want to be guys. where the people are. Fuck you, dude. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong. Fuck. Nope. <laughs> Not today, Scott. Bro, she just nope. shit right out. She was like, she had that loaded in the barrel. Like she I'm was like, ready to don't go. Disparage the little mermaid. <laughs> <laughs> don't oh, oh. cold open, clear. dude. Cold open. <laughs> God damn it. False. I, um, no, but All right, well, is, I got nothing. Um, you two, take it away. This is your episode yeah, for the Scott, rest of the night. Fuck <laughs> um, out, Scott. Yeah, for but real. I I like the way that that song includes Gaston's proposal, like that there's dialogue yes, it in it, and it's it's emblematic right away of something that they were not originally going to do in Beauty of the, in the Beast, but you know the success of Little Mermaid had them changing their minds mid production, which was make yeah. it like a Broadway style musical. That was not the intention, and that's what this is. It's like a Broadway style opening. Yeah that pauses and has lines of dialogue and we see Gaston's whole thing takes place during this song and then it picks back up and that's like a very Broadway musical-y way of doing things. It's not like an isolated song, right? Wait, hold on. I'm I'm replaying the song in my head. It pauses when Gaston shoots the duck. Does it? Yeah, oh, when she goes into the bookstore. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, not since yesterday. Guy. 
Well, and then <laughs> she sees Gaston and and uh, he talks to her a little bit, right? Yeah. And then his proposal takes place like towards the end of the song and it kind of stops and they have that quick scene but right after the proposal it picks back up and that's when it really becomes the i want song which is when she says i want adventure and then like great white somewhere do not disparage that line it's fantastic obviously yeah fair enough actually um we should just do that again (laughs) 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 so when she comes out and she says i want adventure in a great wide somewhere right yeah Um, wait are you saying that that's the whole song because there's like full-on scenes in between that that's what i'm saying and it's considered one song all of that this is what i'm saying you're making my point that that is all of that is bell that's that one song that's how much gets done in this introductory musical number holy shit dude okay yeah (laughs) yeah that's what i'm saying (laughs) well okay since we're on the subject of the songs in general I am going to play this. I'm going to play this very low hanging fruit uh, card. What is the best song in this movie? Both of you have to answer. I'm going to let Amanda go first. The best song, or the is... best scene. No, the best song. No, the best song. I can tell you what the okay. best scene in this movie is. It's the funniest yeah, fucking part because it was completely <laughs> ad libbed. Um, what Amanda? What is the best song in this movie? Tale as old as time. Oh, that actually is really good shit. That's the whole well, that's what I was going to say. The Beauty and the Beast is the best. I, no, I think it's Gaston. I think it's... I do. I think it's Gaston. I, or Be Our Guest. The best... Like, okay, so they're all... This is why this movie is so flawless. Because Gaston gets this, like, awesome villain song. And it's, like, it's not sung by him. It's sung about him. And the lyrics are yeah, really I'm, clever. Like, Ashman's, like, here on this. Yeah, um, he is. And then Be Our Guest is like the most fun. And yes, Beauty and it's the Beast the party is song. the most beautiful. And something that wasn't there before is a solid montage. During which most of the sequels take place. I was like, okay, I was gonna ask that. During that montage, yeah. Is they that when all of the movies take place? Because uh aren't they still all in anime? It's been a while since I've seen it, but aren't they still like all things in Enchanted Christmas? Isn't it like a talking flute? I'll let you take that. Is it? Yeah, okay. I don't even. I, I don't know because it it doesn't make any sense about where the placement. I, I don't because it's Christmas. So like, where the fuck are they? Like, I don't know. But That's like no, when that whole movie takes place, like during the montage, when right after the snowball fight and skating. Yeah, it takes it like okay. picks up during the snowball fight, basically. Um, that. That movie takes place then, uh, but it it starts with them all as people, and then it's and it's at Christmas, and they're like, "Tell oh. us the story of when it was Christmas." But I was, you know, a but teacup. I was a teacup, yeah. And they, so they do, the, and that's <laughs> that's how they set that one up, which isn't totally ridiculous. And it's then, not terrible. Uh, and then the other one, uh, the other one just is it's a series of like three short uh, little tales for oh, toddlers it's, it's not like the really, cinderella one it is a lot like the cinderella one. It's probably around yeah. this at the cinderella one might be better cinderella sequels are pretty good they were pretty good um <laughs> i liked the second one i don't think i've seen the third the third one's the no one, one where has the mom, it doesn't exist uh, no, oh, oh cinderella. cinderella i'm sorry i thought you meant a beauty and the beast i'm like there's it's lost a time no uh, the cinderella one's the one where the wicked stepmother gets uh her hands on the wand 
The third yeah, one is that's Cinderella three and Twist in Time. The best a Twist Cinderella. in Time because yeah, because she goes immediately on Disney it Plus. Is actually it's actually good really good. <laughs> I've only seen the second one, which I thought was good. The second one is the one that's like a series of like three little stories, like the Beauty Beast yeah. one. Um, you like should, the mouse becomes a human, shit. and yeah, yeah you legitimately tonight should go watch Cinderella three. I'm not even kidding. Like I recommend I that movie. <laughs> it was good. Sold. It was actually good. <laughs> Um, anyway, I really like feel too strongly about that one. Um, can but I, I think the best song, quick? though, I think you might be right that it's be our guest. Uh, yeah, but but Where? The, all three of them all got nominated, right? I know it really kind of doesn't matter because they're all fucking they slay it. Um, <clears throat> there are twenty. There are only I think I looked it up. Uh, it's one of the little like fun facts on IMDb. There's only about five minutes of this whole movie where there's not even a score playing. Where it's just talking. It's crazy. This movie is filled to the brim with music. Also, I just want to, before we move on from the music, just throw out like a really loving um, appreciation to the Shakespeare reference in the mob song. Yeah. Through your courage to the sticking place. Yeah, let's fucking go. (laughs) I was real stoked when I... uh, read that um because it's Macbeth right I read that in middle school and we put on Macbeth in middle school and we all like flipped out because we were like 11 or 12 so we were right at that crossroads we're like I'd seen Beauty and the Beast recently and we were reading Macbeth like that weird (laughs) holy shit (laughs) yeah I was like oh my god and then there's uh also in Macbeth uh Burnham Woods which was all, like referenced in the Lord of the Rings with the Ents, and there was like oh, a street yeah. called that on in my neighborhood, and like I don't know, I was like Shakespeare followed you everywhere. Shakespeare. Um, <laughs> so let's let's do what is becoming my favorite Shrek. repeating section. Yeah, let's yeah. do let's do Princess Jack. So Amanda, this is the section of the show where we decide whether there are feminist problems with the princesses, and most of the time there aren't, and it's been great. Um, they're really yeah we beat the shit out of little mermaid we we fucking proved that that shit was not about her changing for a man i felt very strongly about that this one i've got some more questions that we'll revisit later while i go through like a very interesting journey (laughs) thinking about the beast (laughs) but at this point now we've had snow white who i mean her i want song was someday my prince will come she yeah it's just about it explicitly her story period that was it sleeping beauty did not have a song to that effect necessarily, but did kind of, like that was her thing that she wanted. She didn't yeah, she really did. have a goal before she met him. She had a song, but no, no, she had a song. I'm saying she didn't say I want a dude in my song. That wasn't necessarily. Oh yeah, she does. She says, "I know you. I walked with you once upon a dream." She literally dreams about a man coming to met. save her. I just try to. Oh give her well, not somebody met. Yeah, met. It's not as though it's like I just wish some guy would come and pick me up like oh, that. Like yeah. it was an improvement on Snow White a little bit, right? <laughs> yeah. That's okay, so we're going up. We're, yeah, we're moving up. We're slowly moving uphill. <laughs> like, but yeah. she did kind of just want to do. She didn't have any pre-existing desires. Cinderella yeah. was a badass and was not necessarily looking for a dude, uh, but she gets she a bad reputation. Yeah, right. she just wanted she has out. A bad rap as being like a bad feminist princess, but sh- and then we talked about Ariel ad nauseum, and now we have Belle, and that's it for the princesses so far, which is kind of mm-hmm. shocking. And I think that as like my thesis on this now is that 
as they've moved forward, they've found a balance where like the protagonist wants something like more than just a dude, right? The, the, right. the Renaissance princesses, they want more than a dude, but they're more unusual and downtrodden, or I'm sorry, they're more unusual than Don downtrodden Downtrodden, yeah the way that cinderella was right like she was like getting fucked yeah Um, i mean so was snow white she was basically a servant so yeah 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 and i mean aurora didn't know redheaded stepchild yeah she she kind of was like she didn't know any different but she was being raised in squalor when she could have been raised as a fucking princess if maleficent hadn't you know existed wait Um, what Aurora. Oh, oh, sorry. I thought you were talking about Cinderella for a second. I'm like, no, 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 what ends up happening is that like they want adventure, but they find love along the way. And I, yeah, it's just kind of like a catalyst more than anything. It's like it, it's a catalyst or it's something that they find while it's just sort of along their path. Right. Dealing with their life. Yeah. Like Jasmine, like just stumbles across this dude. Right. So this is the second time you mentioned her and I'm really sorry, but I do have to contradict you. The whole thing that Jasmine wants is she wants to marry someone that she is in love with. Yeah, aka no one because she's not currently in love. She doesn't no, want to no, be forced into marriage. But that's what I'm saying. Like hers isn't so much like I want to get outside the walls. Like yeah, she does, but she makes that comment as a throwaway. Like I want to go out and meet people on my own. But her main thing is like I don't want someone to decide my life for me. Basically like I don't want someone to decide my husband for me. She does say that. Yeah. She does say that a few times, actually. The oh, problem, yeah. I think, actually, with the Disney princesses is that you have to dig a little bit to get there on the Renaissance princesses. This is the overall issue, is mm-hmm. most of them, when you really think about it, there's no problem. But the fact that you have to really think about it to get around where Oh, to get like to a bunch the of best, them? Yeah. That, well, it's just like we... What's nice about the new princesses is that, like, they get to... They don't need like men to be better to politically elevate them to for them to reach these goals. That's where I think it kind of breaks down. And then we have to think too hard about it to make it not problematic. And then it's Mm -hmm. like, okay, like I shouldn't have to think this hard. Obviously there's something standing in the way. And I think what that thing is, is that like for someone like uh, Belle is a great example. She was never going to not live this provincial life without effectively a man elevate her out of it because she doesn't have the the like social mobility because like and if you want to read into it it's because she's a woman right because it's like 1770 whatever uh and so that's part of the problem cinderella same thing a lot of them end up ariel not so much she was already a princess right there's a couple exceptions but i think this is where the bad rep comes from because they need the dudes to help them realize those pre-existing goals and those the pre-existing stuff is what elevates them above the golden age princesses. Yeah. But they still have a little bit of work to do, I think. Even though it's not super probable. I don't think it's the end of the fucking world and we shouldn't let our kids watch it. I mean, I, But I see a little bit where the criticism is coming from. 
if you're comparing it against like Ariel to Bell, Ariel more or less had the opportunity. She could have gone to Ursula at any time and become a human. Bell has no way of getting out of this like life that she's stuck in unless she meets like what she is basically like written off the opportunity or like the idea of meeting someone or she marries Gaston and knows that she's going to be stuck in this like servant servant level life fucking forever and Gaston either way it's marriage right like Belle can't for instance go to college and get a job Like, that's kind of what I'm saying. Like, Elsa could totally go to college and get a job. a thousand percent, dude. I think that that's the difference, the way that, uh, the I think that's the reason the newer princesses are kind of better in terms of representation than these old ones. But I still don't think this is, like, a problem. Well, you see, I don't think it's a problem either until, uh, and you get a really good scope of Belle's situation when Gaston says... Uh, I don't know why you keep reading. Um, it's not good for women to have ideas. Then they start getting ideas or it's not good for women to read. Then they start getting ideas and thinking. And she's like, yeah. you're positively primeval. And he's like, thank you, Bell. Something to point out. Cause I was just thinking about this and you led right into <laughs> it. I, just comparing it to the live action. I remember in, in the animated film, the original, that's really all that's said. There's no, like, they just think of her as unusual or weird. Yeah. They don't come out and say, you can't read, women can't read. It's not, like, this big thing. But I feel like in the live action with Emma Watson, it's more like women shouldn't be reading because there's that that part where she's oh, teaching she that little girl to read. Oh, she makes the washer. Yeah. yeah. And, then and she, like, yeah. makes the washing machine type thing. And everyone's like, that's not okay. You can't do that. Like... They I make it this big thing. Way more about gender than the original. Yeah. Yes. The original, her, like, what was oddball about her, it was low key. Like, they do, Gaston makes it low key about gender, but not the rest of the town. Oh, yeah. The rest of them are just like, she's weird. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, they like heightened what Gaston does in the original and gave it to everybody. And yeah, it was like kind of weird because it didn't really need to be about that. Like, I. We'll fucking cover those live actions when we get out there. Like well, that's I have shit to say about that because it almost <laughs> creates more of a problem than was there to start with, which there wasn't much of. The issue I would argue isn't that like th- that they need to overcorrect. Isn't like sexism towards Belle while she's in the town. It's that she can't get out of that. She and, can't like, go anywhere. Yeah, higher life without elevating herself through marriage that that's the way out that's the problem i think in the disney renaissance that's all it is that that's the only way out and it's like yeah all right that's like accurate to the 1770 whatevers but like do we gotta do that anymore like respect to the newer princesses for kind of going a different way right like they don't like merida doesn't need a dude to elevate her out of no she elevated herself dude she fucking wrecked those dudes in the bow contest but queen elsa doesn't need any of that right i was just gonna say frozen's a perfect example too yeah yeah Yeah. and she's not even a princess which is fucking great like she's a queen (laughs) okay like i we need to talk about the beast for a minute because i Rewatching this, I do not remember. And I love this movie, and I rewatch it all like all the time. But for some reason, while I'm watching it with a critical eye for the show, he is. This is again a thing where I'm like, I can't believe there's a warning for this. He's scary as fuck, dude. 
he's terrifying out of the theater in 1991 when i went to see this movie dude he fucking the when he when he saves her from the wolves which i'm gonna throw this out there again this is another back and forth saving relationship he gets attacked is, by right. the the wolves, and then she tries to fucking fight the wolves off with the stick she has while he's fighting. And then later, she doesn't really help him fight Gaston, but sh- her presence gives him the courage to stand up and tell him to get the fuck out. Because before that, he was just like, oh, kill me. Like, woe is me. Belle's not back. And then he's like, oh, my God, Belle's like back. She loves me. Like, Which also, if you want to get technical, should have broken the curse right there. Um, but. <laughs> like do you have to say it for it to be no, true? I, they do that's kind of what the movie implies is that it you is. have to say it well like ariel had to have the kiss it couldn't just be yeah. that they like they had to actually lock lips yeah it's you know it's like magic and shit but i get it I, uh, <laughs> he was he was super super duper scary but i agree that they it's cool that they save each other and i wonder if that's a theme that we should look out for for the rest of these renaissance princesses i'm thinking immediately of pocahontas actually so uh, oh for yeah. sure that happens oh yeah totally yeah i mean i can tell you just i just assume that i mean let's be real john smith didn't really know what the fuck he was he doing. had no fucking <laughs> clue what he was well, doing which also i'm just gonna say this now while we're here on the princesses. he pissed me off so much <laughs> He is. He's a fucking idiot, man. He is. He's stupid. Like, what in the? Never mind. So, <laughs> my my thesis now on on the ladies of the Renaissance is that they don't need to have any character development. No, well, they don't. They're I, all right. Yeah, as such, they don't need any character development. They just they come into it knowing exactly what they want. They do whatever they got to do, including like marry an animal to climb that ladder. And get out of this provincial life and fucking like. Can I ask a crash. question? Just real everyone quick. around them has to pull it together. I love these ladies. They all have to get their shit together to they just catch up with all these modern families. I don't know how it's not feminist. I'm like, I think they're great. <laughs> well, okay, so that was what I was gonna ask. Um, is sim okay? I this is me genuinely like taking notice of the last couple of movies that we have covered uh, for Disney. Is Simba the actual first? male protagonist we've had since robin hood are we gonna get that before aladdin oh that's actually true sorry no lion king is 94 aladdin is 93 yeah so aladdin oh shit okay but also like there's that's also jasmine's movie though i mean totally but aladdin's the protagonist but there's like the rescuers are arguably not like yeah that's kind of 50 50 that's fair there's like dog movies in there that are who God, fucking knows. Get the fuck out of you know here with I mean? these animals. I don't know. Like, what's the what's the gender dynamic in the Fox and the Hound? Do you remember? Are they definitely both dudes? They're both I don't boys. Know. Yeah. Because yeah, because Todd meets a female fox and what about he's the lady allowed to cat leave. in the aristic there's like all kinds of shit that were like ensemble Duchess. casts. I think there's as much ensemble as there is like gender protagonists. Yeah, that's but fair. but yes, Aladdin will be our first. Like male primary protagonist in a little minute, I think, because it's been mostly ensembles. That's why it has. And two yeah. princess, it's been ensembles and two princess movies and a rat and a, and a, and a rat rodent. and the vermin movie <laughs> and a vermin movie. Um, fucking the vermin sequels. That was a weird. That was a weird. My life thinking yeah. about those two movies coming out together. 
Amanda, I have a, I have a, I have to ask a question because this came up a lot when we were talking about Robin Hood. But oh God. did you, did you ever have a crush on the Beast growing no. up? No, Which was human it form. Eric? Hundred percent. Oh, human Who? form. Okay, thousand percent human form. Yes. Who are your That's... like Disney dude crushes? Who do you like? Prince Eric. No. Prince Philip. Yeah, Prince Philip had it going on. He just. <laughs> He had just such a he low did. budget, it's just though. So... That was the thing. I know. He yeah, did. not not like not the good quality. Wearing, like, it's like yeah. really low res porn. Like it's just. Not like... Oh my god! I'll tell you what. Up to this point, up until Prince Eric, he is the only other prince that's actually done shit. He killed the villain. Well, yeah, but... and also, not to go back to Mulan again, but mm, he's also. Though. I mean, sure. yeah. Can we just? Yeah, actually. Good looking. Yeah, he is. Shen slayed it. Damn. Can I? I have to do Mulan now too. Just FYI. Oh, for apparently, because sure. oh, yeah. I keep talking about it. Mulan's <laughs> like so good. I love that movie, dude. Fucking Disney Renaissance, man. So anyway, the Beast. Uh, <laughs> the Beast, whose name is I know it already. Adam or something. Yo, I wasn't. I was scared to fucking death. I had to be taken out of the theater. That I was utterly terrified. I mean, when I was like. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I was like four and I was not having it. And so, I mean, I didn't like remain scared of him, but yeah. uh, I did not have a crush on the beast. But he... do we even know his name? Yes, we do. Apparently we Adam. do. I thought, you were making... Adam. I thought you were making that up. No, it's, it's in uh, it's in one of the like children's books. Oh, Um, and I think it's in the other Beauty and the Beast movie, like the the it's mini not. series part, it's not it's okay. Not. Then it's got to be in one okay. of the, the wow. kids' books. It might be in the TV series. I don't, but oh, it maybe. is not in the sequels. In the sequels, they all call him the Master. Bell is just like, oh, oh yeah. hi, it's you or whatever, and then like Chip will be like, like the no master. one celebrates Christmas, even the Master. And Bell's like, even the Master. And it's like, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> like now I'm starting to not know how I feel about this, and I just like. I feel like I had a lot of back and forth on this, right? Because I'm like, well, the beast only, he only hates everybody because he hates himself. Right. And we just, yeah, it's all about like being spoiled when he, okay. So that's my, uh, it's one of my room of requirement things, but it's, it it is about him. So it is a good point to talk about it. It is confirmed through context clues in the movie that when he is turned into a beast, he's 11. Yeah, because, no, that's like legit. Yeah. And and it's weird. Because in Be Our Guest, Lumiere says 10 years we've been rusting. Yeah. And oh, yeah. The Enchantress yeah. says that his the rose will bloom until he's 21. 21. Look at you doing math. I am doing math, dude. I was a financial advisor at one point in my life. But <laughs> anywho. Um, no, but I think that's I know. I I think that there's a lot of criticism that people give. Like, dude, this ki- it was an 11 year old kid thrust into like a bestial body, but then they're like, and then when he turns back into a human, he doesn't know anything about the world. I'm like, he still grew up for 10 years. Like, he just lived in a fucking beast body. It's not like, like he doesn't understand how fucking like his wiener works or whatever. Like, well, I don't know. Does he? I don't know. I like, just I'm trying to give some bones to my boy here. Like, he's I just been locked <laughs> up in that castle. Like. I 
Okay, the live action is infamous for filling in a lot of the plot holes. Yes, and it is. A lot is. of the plot holes are like, which, and it was so grasping. And I'm not saying I didn't go see that shit in the theater twice and weep like yeah. a fucking baby both times. I did. But it was so grasping the way that they tried to deal with all these plot holes. And it's so, just well, like, yeah. guys, calm down. But they try to deal with uh, some of the stuff around that by saying that everybody are, like in the surrounding towns forgot about the yeah uh, the castle and he was like totally isolated in there so like yeah he grew that's why he has up no family like, and all that yeah yeah like well i mean and they had like you know eight billion servants servants in the house yeah so many things alive in the house it's like wh- where did all these people come from? yeah at that point you're kind of like why don't the stairs talk like <laughs> oh, it's you know. like if every single fork used to be a human person like how oh yeah and okay castle. i'm gonna call this right now this is uh, we talk about it every time every disney movie in the renaissance has a massive plot hole and this is this one's where the fuck are chips brothers and sisters yo ho for where real, the fuck are they disturbing like there's so many of them poor mrs potts dude and she only gives a shit about chip well, you see them when she puts him to bed. Well, they're yeah, all sleeping in the cupboard, but like they're nowhere ever else. Like, yeah, in the you don't even see them when they turn into humans. Why does she only hug Chip? And then she's like, "Oh shit, I've got like eight kids trapped <laughs> inside this cabinet that they were piled into because we weren't using them until now." No, there's like thirty in there. Yeah, if there's. You look at the scene if you pay attention. There's this like is a lot. ridiculous, dude. Like I just this it kind of like litters, dude. Like not cool. Not cool. <laughs> No. I God. I yeah, that's one of the bigger like there's a lot of weird plot holes in it. Um and yeah. yeah and it's it is weird that he was that young when he got cursed. I think that sucks. It I does. think that's a really rough punishment for an eleven year old kid who was rude. Oh yeah. Like, rude to a complete yeah. stranger on what we now know is Christmas. I indeed that is it is canon that it was Christmas Day. Yeah. <laughs> Well, wait, if he's supposedly 11 years old. Why does he look like an adult? Right. Yeah. And also in the live action, he's like a grown ass man. So that was another thing that the the live action tried to fix. Hmm. Um, yeah. Because the big thing was like, how do none of these people know that there's a fucking castle with less than a day's ride from here? And yeah. so the movie is like, like the oh, they forgot monarchy. about it. Yeah, exactly. Like, not the, that long ago. Not even that long ago. <laughs> um, and so they try to explain it that it's not. They do actually lyrically change it in uh, the live action BR guest that it's not been that long. But he was yeah. a teenager when he when the Enchantress came. Yeah, and they're all generally aged up. Although Belle yeah. is like the first princess to be designed to be in her 20s. She's a very, very like, true. modern woman. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they're older. But it is weird in this that like he's a kid and they like. Yeah, that sucks, man. And his parents are dead. They filled that in the live action. What happened to the parents? Yeah, right? like a lot it's of. Just him, they just blamed it on the plague. Like this bitch, though, I I am not a fan of the witch who who did this the i think 11 year olds deserve a little bit more compassion and humanity and i mean like, we do kind of see how shitty he is in the christmas one he like yeah, scoffs at a actually. book but he is, is kind of a fucking dick well but and here's the thing is that like despite that my roller coaster of like thinking about beast was that it's just like <laughs> well you know even in the beginning like 
he's really sweet and he's endearing. And I'm like, what is wrong with you and your taste in men? Like this guy is so abusive. And I'm like, but I could see it in his eyes for half a second. Oh my Sorry. God. I could fix it. Like, it's like, <laughs> oh my God. Well, the first night that she's there, he asks her to dinner and he goes to her door and like screams at her. Yeah. And like, I want you to join me for dinner. Like screaming at her. Pounding on the door. He's such an asshole. My bar is so low. I'm like, but he wants to change. He (laughs) learned how to use a spoon for her, Amanda. Like, that's a man you can fix. Like, she's like, Ryan, Lindsay, stays fucking single. None of this is good. One of the best scenes, too, where he's learning to use the spoon. Oh, my God. And it's just like, oh, my God. Like, I straight up, I, I know that, like he's going through something and he's the one who's having an arc right because none of the ladies of the renaissance need to they all come packaged. they're all fucking right yeah they're ready to he's, go yeah he, they all come locked and loaded so he's having all his character growth and it's like it is really good like obviously the movie's great and i don't actually believe that this is like toxic but i do think it's absolutely hilarious that like she tells her dad she's like he's changed like he's he's different he really is a nice guy i know he looks vicious she says yeah like, oh my god bell run yeah truly he's nice and he's screaming in the mirror and it's like no yeah he also is like oh my god. bitch i remember him throwing me into a spider carriage and you're gonna tell me that like he's fucking kind and gentle yeah, you're bewitched. For Maybe life. you like, should be in the insane asylum they're trying to throw me in right now because oh you're fucking crazy. Oh my god. I will say this about the beast. And it le- it's part of my So I said it's like my favorite part of the movie is ad-libbed. And it's it shows how like hilariously aware people were about relationships in 1991, I guess. Um, he actually is like actively trying to do something for Belle. Like he's like, okay, she's having a good time here. She's not as like miserable as before. I want to do something for her. <laughs> and Cogsworth is like, well, there's the usual things, flowers, chocolates, promises you don't intend to keep. And I was like, that holy was shit, funny. dude, that is the greatest fucking moment of my <laughs> like of realization that I've ever had. And that was a hundred percent ad libbed. And, like, That's everyone funny. in the sound booth laughed their asses off. And they're like, send this back down to, like, the art department. We're changing the way he's talking. <laughs> I fucking oh love it, dude. God. That shit cracks me up every time I hear it. It's also it, just because of the way he says chocolates. Way. But I might have just noticed that for the first time with this watch. Really? Uh, oh, dude, I laughed my ass off lot. every time. Yeah, I was happy when I saw that. Um. The events of the sequels make me worry about Belle's prenup, though, that's for sure. Because mm. the main movie makes it seem like everything's like they throw some snowballs and everything starts to like turn around pretty quickly. Right. That like it's like Beast is really just going through something. This is not indicative of like your life is going to suck. It's gonna be Oh, okay. yeah. He's not going to abuse you. You know, it seems like maybe it's going to be all right. But in the sequels, um, the Beast locks Belle in the in the dungeons a second time again yeah with chip at christmas yeah she tries to bring <laughs> christmas to the fucking thing yeah enough christmas and i'm like guys i don't know that he's learning this might be who he is <laughs> so here this might be who he is jesus christ <laughs> believe people when they tell you who they are Belron. 
<laughs> my god, dude. Um I will say this about his whole growth. I think it like it comes to a head when he a th- <laughs> like there is no contest could have snapped Gaston's neck right there. No problem. Yep. Not a fucking contest. I feel like that happens in like every movie though. There's always like something like that where it could have easily been over and it wasn't. Yeah, but that's the thing. Like it's showing growth. If she hadn't been there and Gaston had been like, hey, do you guys know there's like this castle and the fucking like whatever? Gaston would have never even made it up the stairs. Beast would have annihilated that man. And that's what I'm saying. Like it shows the growth of him being like, I don't want to be a beast. Like I look like this, but I don't want people to see me that way. Which I got to tell you, the mirror kind of did him dirty by tuning in right when he's like screaming out the window. Like when he looks his most vicious, like why the fuck are you choosing that picture to show know, everybody? Like the, but but like, you know what? I would normally say the one time that he does it, but it's not true. He's doing that shit all the time. And we should, yeah. all, we should I'm like low key. I'm kind <laughs> of not sure about like, I, <laughs> I did a lot of back and forth thinking about this issue. Holy I'm like, that shit, was awesome. Man. There's no feminist issue here. And then I'm like, Oh, but you know what? This is kind of like fucking insane. Times like, oh, this might be who my boy just is. Like, I don't really see him. Like, it can't. I don't know that using a spoon is enough, ladies. Let's raise that bar on up. (laughs) That's all I'm saying. That's that's nice too. Oh yeah, Yeah. I was gonna say. Yeah. At this point, like, how am I single? I don't know how to use a fucking spoon. Dude, go back to 1991. I know. What am I doing? James Cameron couldn't find the bar. Oh my god. That's so low. <laughs> His name is James Cameron, the greatest pioneer. The greatest pioneer. God, I love that song. Anyway, uh, the lowest point in this whole movie is when you realize the absolute depths that Gaston would go to just to marry this chick. And in my in my head, I'm like, I don't really get this. Like, why would you want to be with someone who very clearly, and I'm, this is just me noticing this because I notice this in every fucking Disney movie now that it comes out. There are three chicks, the three blonde Marilyn Monroe looking chicks that are yeah. just pouring out of their dress, trying to jump guest on at What every did I tell you in, uh, in, in fucking Fievel Goes Fievel, West about yeah. the tits. It's all about it's the, all the same. It's all about the waistline. They all had those tits. Every single woman that wasn't the main character. Why does he give a shit about this almost spinster dressed woman? Like, what is it about her? He he really, he's just like, that's the girl. That's the girl I'm going to marry. And even LeFou's like, dude, the inventor's daughter. Like, what the fuck? You've got three barely clothed women right here. Because it's clear he's just going after looks. So like what is what is what is the it factor for him about Belle? Because he doesn't give a shit about her dad. He doesn't give a shit about her wants, dreams, or desires. It, it I don't get it. <laughs> right? Like I just I don't see what he's going after by sticking so hard to Belle. So I'm like I'm comparing her to like all the other you know, I'm like trying to figure out what it is because Maybe it's the chase for him. Like, maybe it's because she's so resistant to it. Yeah. And, like, because at first, it's not, he's not as aggressive about it. And then he gets more and more aggressive as she keeps pushing him away. Yeah. So maybe it's more so the. 
He is a hunter. And he well, was in the military. Say, doesn't he say, if I can't have Bell, no one will, or something like that at, at some no, point? No, he's I like, like uh, he I'll have Bell for my wife. There's no doubt about that. After he's humiliated, I think at that point, it's kind of like a pride thing, too. So Yeah, well, yeah that's what I'm He says, in the, in the end, he's like, if I'm not going to have her, nobody's going to, including the Beast, right? That's, so oh. Gaston's whole thing is is his ego, I think. like he, yeah. he initially says, Bell's the most beautiful girl in town, so that's who I'm going to marry, right? And I think that he makes this decision like without thought he's just like that's what's going to be and he expects that bell will fall all over him just like these other ladies right all the towns and yeah and so he's like that's his expectation of what's going to happen he doesn't feel like bell's like playing hard to get with him really and he just thinks she's the most beautiful and then when she says no it kicks everything off then he's like no fuck you if he, like because because gaston is toxic masculinity if it was a person and he can't hear the word no that's what's happening he One does billion percent i mean absolutely he lets himself into the house he I just, the whole time is just i forgot about not that take no for an answer yeah no and I, I remember that part the worst but like i forgot that he she opens the door to say hi and he's just like cool the door's open and just like comes right in i'm like yeah he's just oh, like oh she's like, i'm gonna house. marry you and he says you're gonna anyway we're gonna have like a million yeah. children oh yeah we're gonna like, have a Get million out of my kids. house and she's like, I just, well, to be fair, she's not like, I don't want to do that. She's like, I just don't deserve you. And then like opens the door. She's not actually like, I can't. Oh, like he is a piece no, of she shit. She says before that, she says it's never going to happen. Like, oh no. And she's like trying to be polite, uh, which Queen also wouldn't have done. Like, oh no. Again. She would have been like, Queen dude, also you said, look- the fuck out of my house, asshole. And it would have been on Disney plus without any kind of censorship. <laughs> <laughs> you can't marry someone you just met. So I have like a theory that it's like with Gaston thinking she's the most beautiful because he doesn't he doesn't specify like anything particular about her looks. He just says she's the most beautiful. But I feel like to him that means like um, trophy. No, I think it's because she's not standing. She stands out because she's not all over him. Oh, she stands out because she's right. not swooning over him and talking to him and doting on him and telling him how handsome he is and how strong he is and all this stuff. She keeps herself distanced, to, and because his ego's so big, he's like, "Well, she's the only one that's not doing that, so she stands out. She has to be the most beautiful. I need to get her." Kind of thing. That's yeah, fair. Like I didn't even sense. think of that. That's fair. He everything he does immediately receives adoration from everybody and yeah he has when nothing he, but positive reinforcement yeah absolutely and then when when we see him first interact with bell she doesn't even look up from the book to acknowledge him i think yeah. that's a really i didn't even think of that dude that's actually a that's really a good, good it's all about point, his yeah. ego right i think it's yeah. all kind of like part and parcel it's it's all about ego for him and he absolutely cannot hear the word no and that's what causes like the whole plot basically right that it's he's just like i can't handle it so that's why he goes after the beast like i don't think he would have otherwise particularly given oh he wouldn't have given a shit yeah Yeah. right um yeah because when he finds out that it all starts because he's like if i didn't know any better i'd say you had feelings for this thing 
and yeah. uh and then she's like oh yeah he's uh, for this monster and she's like he's not a monster here gaston you are and then he's like oh we cannot have that yeah i am not a monster i am as strong as a barge yeah and and for like half a second it um like i'm almost sympathetic to his actions in the end because it's like everybody's kind of talking nonsense and like bell shows them the beast like roaring in the mirror and it's like for a second it's like kind of plausible that you might take action at that point but he is just way too happy to like go after the beast like with prejudice like it would never hold up in under the sea core not a chance uh which i believe is the standard to which we should now hold all things i agree this would not hold up in under the sea core no, it wouldn't. And the whole the whole argument here is it would be like you guys didn't even know he existed. Why the fuck do you care now? He hasn't bothered you up to this point. Who gives a shit? Well, right, and Bells and and who cares except that it means that someone else is going to be with Bell. So it's exactly. all in bad and it's faith. all about him. And that it I think it does show how easily he has this hold over the whole townspeople. Because if you really, if you took, if any of them took uh, like three seconds to think about it, they would have been like, okay, he lives in the castle by himself. We've never even heard of him. He's never bothered us before. Like, why the fuck would we go provoke him? But Gaston is like, he's going to come for your kids in the middle of the night. And they're like, holy shit, that's a thing that could happen because this hero we have in our town just said that. Let's go. I mean, exactly. Like that's how, that's how crowds get incited. I no, I know. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like he, can I ask you something though? Uh, now that we've we've made enough comparisons between the live action and this one, and I actually because we don't have he's the first strictly hetero villain, right? We, yeah, we well, know he, for a he's fact. the first one with a specifically hetero or any interest. love interest. Obviously, right. there's no out gay villains in Disney. I guess. Well, no, no, like, I know, but like not like, even yes, coded. They, but but with with an interest of any kind, yeah. Because if yeah. you think about like bad guys, like uh, like no. Scar, Ursula, Scar doesn't, Ursula doesn't. You just kind of get yeah, okay, Radigan that's fair. and Jafar. None yeah. of these are all the queer coded villains, and none of them have a love interest. And Gaston does and so ashman had said that gaston is based on and i encourage anyone listening who knows more about this than i do to tell us more about it but what i read is that um ashton said gaston is based on a specific stereotype of men who look stereotypically masculine and identify as straight but who do engage in gay sex on the down low Okay, so uh, that's where my questions come. And they said, yeah, specifically that this is what Gaston's based on, which I love. That he's like this, like really fascinatingly queer coded villain. Yeah, that you wouldn't really think he was until just now. I kind of would have put him on the list. Gaston's pretty. I don't know. They just all are. But like, go on. <laughs> so, is LeFou? Do you get the sense watching the anime? I'm going to ask Amanda this first because this was like a huge thing in the live action one. Jesus. Watching this, like the animated one, do you, does it seem like LeFou is into Gaston or is he just like a loyal best friend? I think 
there's a huge difference between the two. Yeah. In the animated version, the original, it just seems like he's like looks up to Gaston and Gaston is like the coolest guy around and he wants to do everything for him so he can be in his good graces and do everything with him. It doesn't seem it doesn't seem like he loves him or like right. wants to be with him or anything like that until the live action then it's like a hundred percent one eighty. Like he like kind well, of super it's the leans same, but it. he like is obsessed with him, like loves him. <laughs> like you can clearly Oh yeah. Tell. Well, and he it's, even makes he's like, like written that it was Disney's first queer character, and we were all supposed to fucking celebrate. Well, yeah. That ugh, I mean, and it is Josh. I Gad, mean, and so I yes, good and good that that's there. I, just, I don't mean that in uh, for those who have not heard me on the podcast. How dare before, you? I obviously mean that in the way that it should have been more, not that it shouldn't have been there. Yeah. <laughs> to clarify, no. I the last thing I'm going to say about Gaston is. Um, we get another falling death. We do. Also, can I wait? Can I piggyback on what Amanda just said real quick? Though, yes, please. Um, I would argue on like the the two kind of Lafus and the interpretations of Lafu that like even in the live action when it's supposed to be explicit, uh, I don't think that Lafu behaves any differently with Gaston than almost any of the bad guy sidekicks. I think the the difference is that they're human characters. I think if you think about like the that oh, bat with Rat again, that's all oh. the same shit. We just don't notice because it's a bat and a rat or whatever, but it's and the same relationship, shit. right? Yeah. A lot of the time. That's fair. Maybe not with Flotsam and Jetsam. They kind of didn't have they're to, not there's a no direct relationship with Ursula. Yeah, they don't <laughs> like they, Iago. They talk for like two <laughs> Iago, yeah. Yeah. I feel like if Iago was a person, we all would be like, is Iago gay for Jafar? Like yeah. totally, yeah. if he was a person, that would be, and it's not the I conversation. I think that's the difference with Lefou. I think that's fair, and like so Iago wasn't even it. Iago in the live action Aladdin, so we can't really get that argument again. I gotta rewatch that live action Aladdin. Don't. Well, and obviously <laughs> he's also still a bird. Like there's the, well, there's yeah. lines that we're not crossing. Like right? I don't know, like, this movie came pretty goddamn close. She falls in love with basically a water buffalo. Well, okay, that's correct. This movie does come from, There's a lot that's a little bit problematic about Beauty and the Beast. For yeah. as much as I'm like, yeah, I get why. I What I do not think is happening is that Bill has Stockholm Syndrome. Oh, no not a chance. That's that so want. dumb. Yeah, I, I didn't even go into it. It's just not even worth our time. But but no, we don't believe that. Yeah, yes, I that don't. is kind of a silly, overbeaten take on Beauty and the Beast. Um, but yeah, he does have a great falling death. And uh, a hilarious scream. And I strongly prefer the animated where there is no like song by the beast. Did not need that. Oh, are you serious? I loved that song. A lot of people did. I know that I'm in the minority. I accept that I might be wrong. I'm kind of indifferent. I I would be okay without it. And I would be fine with it. I mean, I didn't really. It was whatever to me. You're talking about the one he sings as she's leaving the castle, right? Yeah. yeah oh yeah, I love that. Surprises song. it later. I will have to rewatch it. Was it was good. It was good, but I wasn't like, oh my god, I'm so glad they put this in here. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't. It it wasn't. Shall we say uh, what I expect? Any new additions to the Little Mermaid from Lin Manuel Miranda are going to look like. 
Oh no, I would ex- no. I like would new songs imagine. Like Little Mermaid are probably yeah, gonna be, be lit. <laughs> Yeah. Well, it's going to yeah. happen. It's coming. It's a reality, Amanda. It's like a real I'm thing so that's going to happen to us in 2023. We're going to see I feel like it. I have been waiting for this my entire life. Well, I have been I, waiting for this my entire have. life. We have. <laughs> Literally have. I bet you it's going to – I bet you anything it's good. I really believe that it's going to be good. I'm just like praying. I'm praying because if they butcher this, I'm going to be just so – I'll just be devastated my whole life. It's okay, oh, if they butcher it, we just won't watch. We'll just watch the animated. It'll be fine. Yeah. Amanda will have her own version of the Star Wars sequels. Yeah. Oh, my God. I kind of want this to bomb now. Oh, or yeah, or The Hobbit. That's fair. Or The Hobbit. <clears throat> Amanda doesn't watch those movies. 90% she has watched Harry Hobbit. Potter, though. I am going to watch Lord of the Rings because I've heard that if I like Harry Potter, I would like Lord of the Rings. So I'm going to give that a shot. Lindsay, stop. Okay, so... Don't say anything. Lindsay, stop. Yeah, stop. But hit me up. Stop. That's all I'm saying. All I'm saying. Hit me up. <laughs> if you're going to watch... Don't fucking go through Scott. Do not Just go through me. I go through Lindsay. Get my Lindsay. number. Get my number. Yeah. Me up. Actually, Daryl is a pretty good wealth of knowledge. I have knowledge a PowerPoint to prepare you to watch those movies. I'm oh not even God. kidding. Like, I <laughs> hit me up if you're going to watch Lord of the Rings. All right. So anyway. uh, the last section of the podcast is what we are calling the remove requirement, which is where we're putting all the things that need somewhere to go and we don't really know where to put them. Very so, true. If you have anything that you want to add to the rumor requirement, listeners, we encourage you to send us feedback and let us know and we'll throw it in there. Um, tell me about this. What the fuck is this time dilation situation, Scott? Will you talk to me about this? What are you talking about? What Dude, you talking I, about? I noticed this watching it this time, right? Okay. So Bell's father states that he's off to the fair and he'll be back the next day, meaning that the fair is less than a day's ride away. It has to be because he has to be able to set up at the fair, have the fair occur, pack up, and then come home in a day. Meaning the trip has to take a maximum of maybe two to three days. He is captured on the evening of a beautiful autumn day. And we know that because when Bell sings, I want adventure in the great wide somewhere, it has a massive pan out of oranging and yellowing trees so we know what time of year it is literally the next day when bell is startled by philippe returning without maurice she sets out immediately she comes across the castle at dusk meaning her trip couldn't have taken more than at best the same amount of time maurice returns to the town the very next day in what is a like apocalyptic snowstorm <laughs> where the fuck did winter come from i mean it could literally be the day before winter came like yeah i don't really feel like been. that's a problem like you should have seen a couple of couple of winters ago in colorado it snowed so early that the leaves didn't even have a chance to fall they f- or to turn they fell off the trees green because we just got this freak snow. Well, no, I know. And so that's fine. And I'm almost okay with that. However, when they sing kill the beast, there's no snow anywhere. There's no snow. There's no snow anywhere. So, but a bunch of time has passed by the time. they. Yeah. We don't know. Remember that's the same time as beauty and the beast, which means they've like become like friends or whatever. And we know that we canonically that it was Christmas during the montage, which means that uh, it's easily spring or whatever. Like I could totally see this being a thing that takes from like 
so October, November, lots of places like in the Alps. Yeah. The Alps is going to get you some snow, baby. That's November, no problem. You could get a bunch of snow on your leaves, and then because uh, they're in the French Alps, remember? They're, they are. Probably. However, sure, I do have the mountains. Why not? Well, and it's raining. And it goes when through like March. The sun dies. Right. So November to March, which means it's spring. So here's the biggest problem with that. And I, dude, I've got a trump card for all of this stuff for you guys. When they return to the house, LeFou is still disguised as a snowman. And they return for him that same night. So now the oh, snow yeah. is Bell's gone. Back then after- Bell's back. And then she the rides in the middle of the storm, which is now just pure rain. So... Hey, weather happens, man. I know you live in the <laughs> desert and everything, but like all this sounds legit to me. Like, trust me, I've seen snow and rain and leaves and oh flowers and shit in the same day. Like, I all this sounds okay. Not that surprising to me. This, this, this is weather, my friend, not time that's violation. Fine. If this is not going to blow your mind, can we at least talk about how Belle is smart until she isn't? When the right, beast permits her to look into the enchanted mirror, she sees her father lost in the snow, you know, like out looking for him. Rather than request the beast just sends the spider carriage to go get him, which we know he can do on a whim. It's true. She sets out to go get him on her own. But to be don't... fair, I would do the same. No, and I get that. That's fine. Like she was like, I got to make sure he's okay. Don't worry, though. If he's in the woods, that means he's closer to the castle. So she immediately, you know, brings him back to the, no, she doesn't. She takes him all the fucking way back to the house where he is still borderline dying from hypothermia. Well, you know what? Let me tell you, Scott. Oh my God. I think that this, I I think this might be further evidence of what I've been saying, which is the beast may not be the ideal partner because we have Bella's like (laughs) totally happy to just be like, like she is, the bar is so low. It's so low, Scott. That she's like, oh, my God, you're going to let me leave freely with a horse and a coat? Yeah. Oh, hallelujah. She's fucking gone. (laughs) She doesn't need to. She's not asking for help. She doesn't want to go back to the castle. That's not her instinct when she has her dad. I'm just saying. (laughs) Okay. I'm not sure that this is, like, doomed for success. No. And that's. Yeah, but but he does say you can leave. Like he well, could have yeah. he could have easily been like, no, the, fuck you. You can't have bar. I know. It's too low. <laughs> we're still, we're still fucked. You to leave of your own militia, like to have your personal he wouldn't be, freedom. He would not, not be my prince of choice. No, he's no one's that. prince of choice. That's what's so crazy. Yo. I'm telling you, I'm not sure that the beast <laughs> is a good pick. I think Belle is great, but I think maybe she made a bad choice. I think I that's fine. Whatever. I think Belle's prenup better be iron fucking. Glad. Oh, not even not a fucking shot in hell that it's not. She's like, I don't give a shit what else happens in this castle. I want this goddamn library that you gave me for Christmas. Right? Belle's gonna like get hers. Like it, yeah. it's just I have a feeling it's not gonna go great. Like that I so I think that's the answer to why does she do crazy she's like happy to get out of there yeah the castle she's like attempting to escape her captivity that's fine (laughs) this is handmaid's tale i'm not asking for help to come back to you guys after no when (laughs) when no Uh uh-uh i i will also be headed direct to canada fine 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 my last thing because lynn you both have ruined my (laughs) excitement about having plot holes um 
I actually didn't know this, and this Smart is really girl. cool. Um, every gargoyle that we see throughout the the film is actually based on original early concept for the beast, and that's why none of the gargoyles are the same. That's so cool. it is really cool. One of them is a griffin. One of the ones on the top actually kind of looks like Chernabog from uh, Fantasia. And it's actually, if I remember correctly, that's the one that Gaston like breaks his head off because he thinks that's the beast, which I'm like, dude, you're a terrible hunter. If you think that that's what he looked like, you just fucking saw him. Gaston's not here. Something tells me Gaston doesn't do a lot of like hunting or like, I know the live action made it out like he was an actual war he hero shoots and like that ducks tracks, like but... as soon as we see him. And everything, every... I uh, guess that's true. I don't really get the impression that Gaston's especially actually good at it. Like, I feel like... He uses antlers in all of his decorating. What are you talking about? I guess that's true. I just always felt like Gaston was kind of a charlatan. Yeah, But you're right, he does use antlers in all of his decorating, so maybe... Maybe he's the real deal. Maybe maybe Gaston's the guy we should be going for. The guy we kind of should be... No, he's a piece of shit. Gaston, I'll tell yeah. you what. I'll the meet you halfway. Needs to be higher than like you got to be able to hear the word no, right? Like that's oh, got to yeah. be for sure. Like the bar has to be higher than that. Bell. I'll meet so, you halfway. Like, yeah. <laughs> Let's Maybe. put post Rose Beasts Adam. We'll call him Adam. We'll put Adam's brain in Gaston's body post Rose, and that's 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 the that's the prince. That's the ideal that's man. The man for in this, you, that's the man for you, Lindsay. That's me. <laughs> there you go. With the library. With the, the library. Has to come up. It has, none of the men in this movie are good enough for me. Jesus Christ. Dude, we don't have an anchor winch strong enough to pull that bar up. We have got to pull it up. We've got to do better, you guys. We do. His we sweet no eyes is, when he feels bad that he puts you in a cage is not I enough. <laughs> He's like, oh, maybe I shouldn't have done that when I fucking accosted the door to her bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> I so I I do like um I guess while we're still in the room of the of requirement not ending this podcast um <clears throat> I did like about Belle that like she's real committed to this deal that she makes though like this she is, for, is. Real for her right mm-hmm. like she's a badass because she wants like this bigger life right that's like the yeah. one thing that we know about her and then she's like no I will trade it all for dad who's yelling at me like I've lived my life please don't do this right and yeah. she's like no I will forever. Which so far there's a lot of forever in the Renaissance. There is a lot of forever uh, in the Renaissance. If we recall our last Under the Sea contract. Oh yeah, for all time she is a for servant all of eternity. Ursula. Yep. All eternity, same as Belle. Oh my so, god. Yeah, but I thought it was very badass of her to be willing to make that trade and then to not try to escape, which Emma Watson's Belle does try to she do does because indeed. it's this whole different kind of story. Mm-hmm. But I think it kind of speaks volumes about that she doesn't until the beast like really flips out and then she's like, fuck you. Right. To be fair, that's her fault though. But I will say this like, oh, Scott, we got to raise the bar. You're not allowed no, to go in. I'm one room not. The come on. She, it's not where the party She's is. not allowed in that part of the room. He literally gives her full. <laughs> no, 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 no. We're falling for it. We oh can't. My God. <laughs> she's allowed to go wherever the fuck she the wants, beast, man. The beast is gaslighting you, man. Like, we're fucking. God damn it. To be fair, as a woman, when you tell us not to do something, it's pretty obvious we're going to do it. That's so. Dude, if you ever met a man, like any human is going to do like that's the oh, my God. Hey, don't I touch that. It's pretty hot. What's the first thing that me that and Daryl do at dinner, Amanda? Oh, we're going to touch that plate. <laughs> so many yep. guys I know who are like, oh, I, I watched your kids. Everybody do it. does it. Everybody. 
Yeah. And you know what? Bells should be uh, like not held captive in the house, right? You can't hold the captive person. And then she's in a completely like, different place now. Why would she not want to explore every fucking facet of that castle? Well, and it's like, you can't be mad at Belle because you are the bad guy right now. No, and I like, get that. You are that's... 1 billion percent the bad guy, Beast. You don't get to be mad you at her for breaking her the you rules of her this. fucking inhuman slavery captivity. You do not get to then be mad at her because she, no, like that's, that's victim blaming Beast. I'm really not so sure about this one, guys. <laughs> I hate this so much. <laughs> It's so funny because it is like well, like I turn. genuinely love this movie and it's beautiful and I'm just poking fun like but it's so I get why people have this take. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, you know what? what did you rate this, yeah, Amanda? Fuck, fuck you, Lindsay. You like we're getting out of here, Amanda. What is your rating of this movie? <laughs> She's like, <laughs> I I would say an eight out of ten. Oh. Wow. Ooh. That's a burn. That is kind of right. lower than I expected. I'm I'm kind of yeah. shocked by that. Why? I like like is it just cuz you're comparing it to other stuff or is it just like I well I have a hard time not comparing, but I think as like on its own um the music was good. I mean, it has really good music. I think I really like that um she wasn't after a man. Yeah. You know, that wasn't, like, the main point of the movie. I like that they gave her, like, her own wants and desires outside of finding a partner or a Prince Charming or whoever. Um, I think there are just other movies I liked better. I don't know. I don't I don't have anything. There are a couple things that we've already talked about that I'm kind of like, oh, well, that's kind of like, eh, iffy, whatever. But... It wasn't like outstanding. It wasn't like um, this was the absolute best movie ever. I did like all the music and, you know, I like the end result and all of that stuff. But I think there are other movies that I like better that I do feel that way about. That's fair. That is fair. Yeah. I'm like, what's a 10 out of 10 Disney movie for you? Other than Alice in Wonderland. <laughs> well, I don't even think that one. Yeah, I was going to say, 10. I don't even think she Only because that, that movie right. was so... God, it's. I was it's just so gonna take far. it off the list because I know it's like your favorite. It, it so is what's my a favorite, 10 but Disney for you. Oh God, God, I think Mulan. Honestly, like that's fair. I fucking love Mulan. Yeah, I no, gotta give that you is that a ten out of ten movie, no question. Yeah, we're gonna have to. We might have to start giving guests elevens here. We might have to give them a turn on the eleven scale. Anybody's welcome to take an eleven. This yeah. isn't like. Like there's I mean, well, to be fair, because Chris and I did give Empire <laughs> eleven, so that's fair. Yeah, guests yeah. can turn anything they want up to eleven. I just don't think Amanda wanted to turn this one up to an eleven. She only wanted to turn it up to an eight. What did you turn? Uh, it yeah, up to? I think it was an eight. I don't think I can give this a ten. Give Cinderella an eight five. Like I'm like, damn. I yeah, you <laughs> no did. ten from you. I think I got to give this a nine five. And the only All thing right. it's, I think the main reason that it's missing that little part is. I it I kind of have to go with Amanda on this one. It, there's just this like wow factor that's kind of missing for me. Yeah, there it's are... not anything in particular. Yeah. And it's a good movie. It's a solid movie. Oh yeah, like I'll watch this. I'll I'll go out of my way to turn this on. Oh yeah. Yeah, like this isn't well, one of like sure. in, in the I past, mean, like when we talked about like rescuers or anything. Like, no, no, I know. That's what I'm saying. Like it's not like a secret to Dumbledore where I had to watch this because the fucking podcast made me. 
or but like I mean, rescuers where I'm like, I'd rather watch, you know, like Muppet Treasure Island over rescuers or something like that. It's not like that. Like I, I will watch that around that time. <laughs> Actually, I think I did too. Anyway, <laughs> I, I it. I think what it's missing for me is the humor aspect. Other than him being flung out of the jello when Lumiere is like lamenting how long they've been there. And he randomly just goes, like that part is hilarious to me, but they're really, this was more on the serious side. Like all of the side cast members had the jokes and stuff, but even then I wasn't like, haha, that's so funny. I remember that. I would agree with that. yeah. uh, Yeah. Other than the Cogsworth comment about flowers, chocolates, promises you don't intend to keep. Like those are the only part. That's really the only part that I was like, dude, that's fucking comedy gold. So I think you actually hit on the reason that I did give this a 10 out of 10. Because it wasn't Uh, funny. I mean, and I like funny Disney movies. I like funny stuff. I'm not an unfunny person, I hope. Uh, Yes, you are. (laughs) But uh, (laughs) (laughs) fuck you. I'm not being funny right now, Scott. I'm making a point. No, I I do like... uh, like what I like about this movie and the reason it's a 10, because I'll give 10 out of 10 to movies that have a lot more humor in them, right? Yeah. That are coming up in the Disney, uh, you know, timeline. But mm-hmm. I think I, what I really liked about this movie is like the storytelling is tight. The songwriting is tight. The, like it sounds great. It looks great. And it's like so impactful. Like, I feel like this movie like had meaning. Like, and not just to me, like, I feel like this movie like mattered to the world. Like this was like a big deal when this came out. It was in a lot of ways bigger than Little Mermaid. Like, I think it's Oscar nominations speak to that. Like this, this movie is like pretty fucking close to perfect. Mm-hmm. Like it's. That's what I'm saying. That's, that's why I give it a nine five. Because I think it, it like, it's like so deep and great in so many ways even though i've been like ripping on it this whole time like i do give this a 10 out of 10 because like it's fucking beautiful i think Uh, that's exactly how i would describe mulan so that's like very similar everything you just said is how i feel about that so i i understand that yeah right where it just is like oh that was like really good also gave gaston a 10 oh i so i will give gaston a 10 out of 10 everything about him he is designed to be the perfect villain you hate him He's got a banger of a song. Uh, and he is established so well. He is not flip floppy on what he wants. It's not hard to understand. He's very straight and narrow on his goal. You know what he's going after. You know that it's and his 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 commitment escalates. Yeah, like he really doubles down. He yeah. is he is walking toxic masculinity. Like he really he just is. is like I, and I every like last it. inch of him uh, is covered in hair. So every I last inch, I identify with him. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Representation is important. I will never be clean it. shaven. Fuck out of here, Mamo. He uh what I what I kind of like about him is that like he's a little bit different kind of evil than what we've seen. Like he doesn't want to be like ruler of the oh, yeah. seas, right? He doesn't want to be the fucking sultan or the king or whatever and and that's unique most of those renaissance bad guys do right he oh yeah he just wants to force bell to marry him at every cost like just. he just is gilead he just is walking fucking gilead and he's like <laughs> and I, I it's so funny and wow 
You know what I mean? But I think I like its inclusion. It's different, right? It's like, this is, it's so low stakes. It's just. That's the thing. It's not like broad, like it's not Darth Vader. It's not Ursula. It's not even it. It's not even Maleficent. That's why he's never included in like the Disney, the greatest Disney villains. Because his he's not like this big, of, ugly, fat, scary person. Yeah, he's not like thing. Maleficent was evil for evil's sake, and everyone knows that's why she's my favorite villain. Gaston does not see what he's doing as evil, and neither do the no, people around him. Else. <laughs> yeah, so Gaston's just like uh, he's just so sort of impotent, right? Which is kind of the ironic. Oh yeah, and the, here's the other thing about it is I I'm starting to notice all of the male characters unless they are specifically written to be evil geniuses like Jafar and like Count Frollo. Um they're doofuses. They're all uh-huh. just doofuses. Prince Eric is a fucking doofus. <laughs> Eric goes okay. Eric gets magic to remember. Eric, he's like not under under control of his faculties. No, no, I know, but like he's also like don't disparage the little room. <laughs> couldn't you write down your name? <laughs> you know. Like... All right, all right, but we establish he might not want to offend her. She's a she might be a peasant. She, she might, might be a peasant. That's true. And he doesn't see he doesn't see class roles. So I got to give it to him. He is kind of like. Uh, yeah, it, or know, disability. He's very, very true. Yeah, talk. Eric yeah. was Eric was fucking awesome, dude. Like I'm just <laughs> saying, I don't know how we got on this. I'm sorry. I don't I, anyway, take us out of here. You were saying, um, I don't fucking know. I don't know. Get us out of here, Lindsay. Let's let's go. It's time. Um, thank you guys yeah. for joining us. <laughs> thank this you, Amanda, for joining us. Yeah, thank you, Amanda. <laughs> um. We hope you guys enjoyed yourselves and learned something about Beauty and the Beast. Join us next week for Hook. Make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. I know. Get stoked. Back to the live action stuff. Um, And um, check us out on social media. All the links for the sites are in the episode description. And if you want to support the podcast or check out Rewind the Timeline, which is the quiz show that we're going to be doing, sign up for the Patreon. Uh, You guys can get that at all levels of the Patreon, right, Scott? Yes, ma'am. Yes. Um, yay. Yes. Uh, and check out the <laughs> website for all the timeline stuff. Um, but uh, stay nerdy and we'll see you next week for Hook.